Hello and welcome into Crystals with Kate. This is our first full-length episode and I am so excited that you are here. Our crystal this week is going to be Black Tourmaline. So just to start out, I wanted to give you guys a quick history. So the history starts way back in 1552 when conquistador Francis Spinoza found it in Brazil. When he originally found it, he mistook it for emeralds. After this, it was heavily mined in the U.S. until about 1912 when our priorities shifted towards the wartime. And then Brazil ended up taking over in the 1950s and is still one of the largest exporters of it today. Again, the main places to find black tourmaline are in Brazil. Uh, other places that it is mined are different provinces in Africa, including Tanzania, Kenya, Malawi, Nigeria, Mozambique, and Namibia. It's also mined in places such as Pakistan, Indonesia, Sri Lanka, and India. Um, again, we do have that U.S. history. So to dig a little bit more into our U.S. history, um, I am based in the U.S., so this one's a little bit more personal. Our first official black tourmaline mine opened in 1822 in Maine. Later, there was one open in California that developed both pink and green forms of tourmaline, now known as watermelon tourmaline. These pinks and greens were used by some native tribes as funeral gifts. In Brazil, you can find just about every color of tourmaline that there is. The main mines are in Bahia. The next thing I'd like to talk about is the formation. So, how does black tourmaline form? It forms when warm waters deliver factors of that tourmaline, so those microparticles that are needed, into fractures of an open area, and that allows for the crystals to grow. So, for example, when magma cools slowly, um, water seeps into that, and it allows it to crystallize into what we know as black tourmaline. And just a couple of fun nuggets on black tourmaline for you. The International Mineralogical Association recognizes 32 subtypes of black tourmaline. And it was often used in medieval Germany, but it is under its alias of Schorl. And now for a quick break to talk about the ways to support the podcast. If you are enjoying what we are doing here on Crystals with Kate, I am so very happy that you are enjoying it. I just wanted to give you a few ways that you can help support the show. The first way is by following us on TikTok and Instagram, which will be linked in my link tree below. I am a small crystal business owner. Any orders to my website or my Etsy shop would be very much appreciated. I also have a spot on my link tree for donations for divination practices such as pendulum readings and tarot spreads. And last but not least, I do have a Patreon for our show. My Patreon has four tiers and they are each named after a crystal. The first tier is the Jasper tier and that starts at $3.33 a month. That gets you early access to podcasts and they are absolutely ad-free. It also gives you a copy of my metaphysical notes for my crystals. Next is the Quartz Layer, and that is $7.77 a month. That gives you, again, ad-free early access, and that gives you full crystal notes. So all of the things I'm talking about now, if you wanted a more detailed grimoire page, would be included. My next layer is the Fluorite Layer, and that is $22.22 a month. Again, you get your full crystal notes, ad-free, and early access to the podcast. And then you also get Happy Mail from me. You get a monthly crystal mystery box, and that would be valued at about $15 to $20 worth of product. 
Next up, our last and highest tier is the Amethyst tier, and that is $44.44 a month. And once again, you do get full crystal notes, early access, and ad-free. And then you also get a monthly box for $35-ish worth of goodies. That is a guaranteed larger piece or jewelry. So it might be a ring or a bracelet. It may be a small tower, something that really makes this worth your money. So all of these are wonderful ways to support the show. The next thing I would like to discuss is the geology of black tourmaline. You really cannot do crystals justice in a conversation and researching them without discussing their geologic properties. So let's get started for the geology of black tourmaline. First, the name for black tourmaline comes from tourmali, which is the name that was given to early gems found in the Ceylon province. So this is way back in ancient times. It's important to note that this is an accessory mineral that forms out of mostly igneous and metamorphic rocks. The most common color is black, which is what we see the most often on the market. However, it can come in variations that have more of a blue or red hue, as well as green and brown hues. It is a very complex silicate material with inclusions of boron and aluminum. That aluminum is part of what helps gives it, give it that sparkle. For my geology nerds who may know what this means, it is also prismatic and vertically striated, which is just a terminology that helps us identify it in the field when you are mining. And last but not least, on Moe's scale of hardness, it is between a 7 to a 7.5. So that covers our geology of black tourmaline. The next thing I wanted to talk to you guys about are the non-metaphysical uses, which I know it's odd, it's crystals, and we will get to the metaphysical, but I thought it was really cool that we do use crystals in our day-to-day -day lives, and they are not just in your metaphysical ways that we normally think of them. For example, electrical tuning circuits for TVs and to adjust radio frequencies are lined with black tourmaline. It is a wonderful insulator. Um, it also is good for blocking EMR and radiation from our phones and computers. Um, a big thing that I have seen with black tourmaline is that they make small, tiny ones that you can carry in your purse or put on your computer to block that radiation. They also have started making them in pop sockets, which I think is super cool. And the last thing is that they do have a very strong smell, and that's linked to an increase in pheromones in both common animals as well as humans. Alrighty, enough of our non-metaphysical. Let's dig into what most of you guys are here for, which is the metaphysical properties of black tourmaline. So what does black tourmaline do? We traditionally think about it as a protection stone. For example, when I moved into my apartment, I first one of the first things I wanted to get was selenite to cleanse and tourmaline to protect me. However, if you dig into it, it is known for doing a lot more. For example, it can help bring balance and inspiration. Physically, it is good for protection. It rejuvenates the body and boosts your energy. It again helps to absorb that EMR. So if you work in a job where you're around technology a lot, so maybe it's computer sciences or some form of computer engineering, maybe you're a nurse or a radiology tech, it'd be wonderful to have some small form of black tourmaline on you every day. 
For your emotions, it's really good at absorbing negativity. Um, I work with Black Tourmaline a lot for protection, but if I feel like I'm going to have a day that's like really draining, I wear my Black Tourmaline necklace, I might carry my raw piece in my purse, and really just try to absorb that negativity so I can have the best day I can. Um, it's known to restore those positive and elevated vibrations as well because it's able to remove that negativity. It also helps with self-doubt. So it really is known for taking that self-doubt and turning it into confidence. So that feeling of not being enough and feeling inferior, it's really going to help you work with that feeling and turn it into confidence and respect for yourself. In people that have um, issues such as OCD, they have shown that they can work with it and it helps to reduce those intrusive and obsessive thoughts. So instead of that incessant uh, intrusive thought or worry or obsession, you're able to try and, and kind of walk that back some and have a higher quality of life. It's also known to promote stress relief. So as you can see, at an emotional level, it is all about raising your vibration and increasing your positive vibes and getting rid of all of that negative energy, which is so important when you are trying to raise your vibration. To wrap up our discussion of metaphysical relationships with black tourmaline, I wanted to talk about chakras, zodiacs, and numerology. So the chakra that this is most commonly associated is with the root chakra because that is for healing um, and that fundamental need of safety is being met through the use of that black tourmaline. And it's important to note that when your root chakra is unbalanced, that leads to that anxiety and induced hypervigilance, which can lead to intrusive thoughts and obsessions and lowered vibrations and self-doubt. So by working with black tourmaline, working on opening your root chakra, not only is the stone helping you, but so is opening up that root chakra. So these two pair wonderfully together. It is also wonderful for grounding. So if you really just need to bring yourself down and ground yourself, this is an amazing stone for that. In terms of the zodiac, the most common zodiac correlation is with Capricorn. In terms of your planet and element, the planetary association is Earth and the element is Earth. So you can see that it is truly an earthy, grounding quite literally down to earth type of vibe and it really helps to restore that good energy and last but not least we have the numerology and the numerology here is three and threes are all about creativity communication and optimism to wrap up our very first episode of Crystals with Kate, I'm going to go ahead and give you some of my favorite ways to cleanse my black tourmaline. My first one is using my favorite incense, which right now is Dragon's Blood. Um, so I light that and then I burn it over my crystal. And what I like to do is I like to burn the incense and move it in a counterclockwise um formation to try to banish whatever it has picked up since the last time I cleansed it and then I really speak my intentions into it and burn my incense in a clockwise fashion. It's important to note that while these crystals do have metaphysical capabilities and they do have all of this potential, it is so so important that you are actually setting your intentions with your crystals. It's not going to do anything if you're not setting an intention. 
the best analogy I have for this is if you have a vacuum but you don't plug it in and cut it on, your apartment's not going to get clean. You can have crystals all day long, but if you want to work with them and you're not speaking your intentions into them, they're going to sit and look beautiful and that's going to be about it. So really, really speak your intentions into them. And one thing I like to do is be super specific. So I'm asking my black tourmaline to protect me and my home. I'm asking my black tourmaline to protect my fiance, my dog, my family, my wealth, my abundance, whatever it may be. Um, that is cleaning with incense. The other way you can uh, clean your black tourmaline is to cleanse it with full moon water. Um, so I dip mine in my full moon water, cleanse it, and then I redo my intentions every month. Um, I don't soak my black tourmaline. I've seen mixed things because it is a high silicone concentration. I'm sure I could. Um, it's just a personal preference. I don't like to leave mine soaking in water in general. Um, another cool way that you can charge your black tourmaline is by literally grounding it. So placing it in a pot of dirt. So if you have a cactus that sits by your bed or plants in your garden, put it in the dirt, leave it overnight, and then I go get it the next morning. And it regrounds it and it revamps it and it's ready to go again. And last but not least, you can always place your crystals on selenite or satin spar if you have it, as that is a naturally charging stone. I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode of Crystals with Kate. It has been absolutely wonderful to have you guys, and I cannot wait for our next episode. And our next episode is going to be on amethyst, so be sure to tune in. Thank you.